First hard fact of the day, 344 new COVID confirmations yesterday. Um, Abuja had 79, Lagos had 62, Rivers had 45. So continue to do what you're doing to keep yourself safe. Wear a mask whenever you are out and about, when you are around people. Give them gap, keep your distance. Wash and sanitize your hands as frequently as possible. That way you can protect yourself and protect the people that you care about. Second hard fact of the day, COVID-19 vaccines are available and you can get your first dose at any primary health care center if it's time for your second dose go back to where you got your first dose i hear that nigeria received more doses of uh, astrazeneca and uh, we're also going to be receiving about 3.7 million extra doses of pfizer uh, within the next two weeks so i'm super excited it means more and more nigerians can get vaccinated please get vaccinated vaccines save lives Hard facts is your vaccine against fake news. That's why one million Lagosians cannot be wrong for getting their daily dose. I have a great show for you, starting with the big three. Uh, You know, something just occurred to me. June 2020 was when I was saying half a million Lagosians cannot be wrong. And now, uh, by the time we got to um, June 2021, we're already past one million. And it still blows my mind that we were able to do that. We were able to create the magic that we have with this show. Thank you for giving me your afternoon. Seriously, thank you. I, I don't take it for granted. But let's talk about the president's media aides' comments about the Twitter ban to CNN. Then let's talk about the federal government considering a state of emergency in Anambra. Then let's talk about Senate President Lawan asking his colleagues to talk less to the press. After that, we'll bring you League of Extraordinary Nigerians and then we'll bring you Eyewitness. You and I will not have a conversation at 5 o'clock today because the sports gang is kicking me out early. (laughs) But I expect news, business and sports at the top of the hour every hour. Let's get started with today's Big Three. I am Sandra Ezekwesili and these are your hard facts. Will negotiations end the Twitter ban? Will negotiations end the Twitter ban? Does Anambra need a state of emergency for the Goober elections? Is the Senate worried about media scrutiny? Those are your big three, Lagos. Let's talk. Tolo Gunlesi says the government's negotiations with Twitter are going well and are amicable. That's our first story. Ogunlesi is, of course, the president's special assistant on digital and new media. He was on CNN to talk about the negotiations to lift the Twitter ban. He also talked about what he believes are the reasons for the ban. And he was asked whether he agreed with it or not. In fact, let me play the full interview for you. If you're watching on Facebook, we're playing it there for you as well. Tolu Ogunlesi is optimistic the situation with Twitter will soon be resolved. You are part of a team that is uh, working. You're part of a technical team Nigeria set up to negotiate with Twitter. Are you any closer to finding a resolution to this issue? Uh, Absolutely. Um, It is... um we are indeed very close to um, to a resolution. And you know, one thing I must say is... um, you know, you typically want, you know, the media um, seems sort of to often want to paint a picture of um, some sort of adversarial 
uh, negotiation or a contest of sorts. But it's been a very amicable, very peaceful, very amicable and positive uh, conversation. I think both sides have benefited from listening to uh, each other and um, sharing their views. And I think we're indeed very close. Again, in the Independence Day speech of, of the president on the 1st of October, I mean, he did actually say that he's approved the lifting of the ban, of the suspension. Um, uh, you know, uh, as long as the committees he set up, the ministerial committee, is happy that um, the conditions that have been outlined uh, have been fulfilled by Twitter. So we are very close. I mean, there's no doubt about that. So that's, you can't say it's not adversarial. When you have banned a, a social network for four months and counting, when President Buhari, in that Independence Day you speak about, gave conditions that will not be fulfilled tomorrow. These are conditions that will take time to incorporate in Nigeria, to pay taxes, and all those to be under Nigerian law. These will not happen next week. No, absolutely. I mean, the conditions are not, I mean, they are, they are sort of, you might look at them from the point of view of short-term, medium-term, long-term. But so, for in the example, um, with taxation, you know, the condition is not that you must start paying taxes. The condition is that you must co uh, commit or have a, uh, commit to having a conversation, you know, with the tax authorities about paying taxes. So it's not, you know, so it's not, it's not, um, it's not an insistence on paying taxes starting today. It's an, it's, it's more, a, the condition is about a commitment. It's about commitment, it's about timelines. So, so the commitments and timelines are very important to the conversation, yeah. Let's go back to the beginning. Was Twitter suspended in Nigeria because yeah. it deleted a tweet by President Buhari? Um, you know, so it was, it, it's a, the, the context is a lot bigger than that. But of course, from a media point of view, you find that, you know, usually, and this is not just in Nigeria, there's often um, an event or, an, or, or something that happens that kind of triggers something else. But, you know, the context so the tweet, trigger for tends this to be a larger one. Tolu, the trigger for the suspension was because Twitter deleted a tweet by President Buhari, which violated its terms of service. Um, so that's, that's very debatable. I do not, um, th that tweet, um, I do not believe that that tweet violated the terms of service of Twitter. And it's, of course, uh, it leads to the question of um, uh, how does local content and local context um, how is In Twitter fact, you bring up without, context, which um, is important. Anybody follows yeah, the context and yes. that when you talk about people yeah. who misbehave, treat in the language they understand, that incitement to violence yeah. in their plain meaning, that's why Twitter no, took down no, that, uh, that tweet no, because it was seen not. as inciting people to violence. No, no. The, the president spoke in his um, capacity as uh, the president of Nigeria, and it was a law enforcement message. Um, it is a lot. I think I believe it's perfectly valid for the pre uh, pre president of Nigeria to speak and to say that um, people who are and there was a specific. That's why I talk about context. It was a, it, it was contextual. It was specific. It was not a message to law-abiding Nigerians. It was a message to people who have chosen to inflict violence on other Nigerians. Don't you think it's a contradiction for President Buhari to be reaching out to big tech? meeting with Mark Zuckerberg like he did in 2016, trying to make Nigeria an attractive destination for tech investment, and at the same time banning a company at the first sign of doing something that he does not like. Well, you know, the, the, the Nigerian government is definitely keen on welcoming technology investment. And we have, and, we have and, you know, welcomed and continue to see uh, quite a lot of technology investment. So it's two sides of a coin. You know, we welcome uh, technology investment. Um, the other side of the coin, of course, is that um, technology companies um, also have a duty 
um, so the government has a duty to welcome investment, to promote investment, you know, and to uh, make an en enabling environment. But tech companies as well also have a duty um, to ensure that their platforms are used, uh, are not used in, in ways that undermine democracy, undermine uh, peace, undermine security, undermine law enforcement. I think that um, there's a place in which you can have these two um, ideals coexist. Uh, side by side and it does not one does not necessarily need to um uh to overshadow or obscure the other so somebody who tweets mostly president buhari's praises do you support the twitter ban um well so i i you know i it's I, it's um i'm not you know the government of nigeria has made a decision you know, um, like men, like all governments so are expected not a yes, to. Sir. That's and not a for yes, me, sir. it's not. Do you support the Twitter ban? And for me, no. So it's not. Um, I, I'm not sure that's the question that you should be asking me. I think it's a win-win actually for both, uh, for both, for Twitter and the government of Nigeria. That's certainly the view I get right. out of the uh, from the negotiations. So it's a win-win for the for both parties. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm happy, happy about that. All right. All right. If you're watching on Facebook, you saw that uh, interview for yourself. Our Facebook is Nigeria Info 99.3. But to recap, Ogunlesi said the uh, negotiations are going well and they are friendly and uh, there could be a solution soon. He also said that uh, Twitter deleting President Buhari's tweet wasn't the real reason for the ban. Uh, he also doesn't agree that the tweet violated Twitter's terms. Uh, when he was asked whether he supports the Twitter ban, he said it wasn't a question that should be directed at him. Lagos, you heard the story for yourself. You heard that interview for yourself. Let's hear from you. Uh, 0700-993-993-993. What do you think about his answers to all the questions that CNN asked him? 01465-7190. That's our number for our women. For our men, 0700-993-993-993. We've got WhatsApp as well. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. Hello. Thank you for calling us. Hello. Hello. Are you there? Yeah. All right. I guess not. 99.3. Hi, Sandra. Hi. What's your name, sir? This is Remy. Remy, welcome. Yeah. I saw the video and I was just laughing. If I went to lose shoe, I would have pretended um, I couldn't hear him so well. We had the headphone he was wearing. Because he couldn't give. <laughs> it's one thing defending something you believe in. Another thing is in defending something you have no conviction of. That's the case of Tolu. He was just mumbling up and down. And it was so embarrassing. I only felt for him. All right. Thank you very much, Remy, for calling 99.3. Hello? Yes. How are you, sir? What's your name? My name is Ifan from Surulere. Welcome. Okay, I just want to say just one thing. I never knew that Tolu Ogunlezi was a stammerer. That's all I observed in the, in the in the interview. He turned to a stammerer. And sometimes when you stammer, it's because, you know, you're not being very straightforward and um, um, you're not composed. The question became too difficult for him. And that's why he stammered. He's not sincere. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Fine for calling. Hello. Hello. Thank you for calling. What's your name? 
My name is Mr. Maxwell. Mr. Maxwell, good to have you on the show. Go ahead. Welcome. Go ahead. Yes, uh, in Nigeria, it cannot be straightforward. All over the world, they knew all in wherever you are. Can you turn what? your radio off then? Go ahead. Thank you very much. Mm. The common question. He said that, is it because that, is the Bwari said that, that what the uh, people, the language that they understand, that they ban the Twitter, and ask, do you support the, 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 the Twitter ban? He cannot answer. Why can you not be straightforward? Why are you afraid? Why are you fearing to speak the truth to Nigerians and all over the world? Fearing and notice now that Nigerians, everywhere we are, we cannot speak the truth. What we Maxwell, thank you very much for calling. Yomi Williams on uh, WhatsApp says, Sandra, did you notice the manner with which the uh, CNN newscaster was engaging Tolu? Reasons advanced for banning Twitter did not hold water. Tolu was practically struggling with his words. Win-win indeed. Yomi Williams, thank you very much for your message. A day from Surulere, my good friend, says, What do you expect from people like Tolu Ogunasi? poorly trying to defend the indefensible like all of them don't sound credible and convincing all these government political office holders and politicians have lost their credibility integrity dignity and the people's trust he couldn't even answer the question about whether or not he supported the ban he was struggling to answer all questions asked i was surprised but embarrassed and disappointed all right thank you for your message uh we've got uh, a message here that simply says I felt pity for Tolu. Fear is written all over his face. Uh, Sandra, who be that man with a lie from two sides of his mouth about Twitter? Lucky with that question there. This thing they do to Nigeria media is what they're doing to international media. Uh, Tolu was just beating around and stammering. A Folabi from Agege with that message. Uh, good afternoon, Sandra. The worst job, the worst job that one can get now in Nigeria is to work for the present government. You'll find it difficult to defend and speak on or and in favor of your principal as an assistant. Patrick from, from Okota with that message. Let me come back to the phone lines. 99.3. Hello. Thank you for calling. What's your name? Oh, my name is Sam. Hi, Sam. Welcome. Go ahead. Okay. You're live on the show now. You're talking to Sandra. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. People, yes, I no question. The man cannot answer any any longer. There are lies, 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 just like what happened in inside. Thank you. Okay. Thank you very much for calling us. 99.3. Hello, Sandra. How are you, sir? What's your name? Yeah, good afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon. Yeah, this is uh, Benjamin. Benjamin, good to have you on the show. Hello? Oh, that's unfortunate. 99.3. Hello. How are you, sir? What's your name? Yeah, my name is Josh. Josh, can you turn your radio off then? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Now. Where are you calling us from? I'm calling from Ikorodi. Go Yama. ahead, sir. Go ahead. Yeah, you can see that Tulu is just confused, you know. I mean, I don't blame him because, you know, if he doesn't take up this job, what will he be doing? He may be like us, maybe walking down the streets, begging and all that. So it's difficult to defend this, you know, this government anyway. Because all they do is deceive people, deceive people and others. You see, if if a new government comes in, we will know what has happened in this country. Now, we don't know anything about it because they are still there and they are borrowing and all that. When they leave, we'll see what they've done. 
All right, thanks for calling. Uh, Leo Zomma says, I don't jealous uh, the president's defenders, but I'm only sorry for them after this time out. This government has been making efforts to gag the media, both social and mainstream media. So anytime opportunity presents itself, they will want to slam. All right. Uh, Patrick Uche on Facebook says, the guy was struggling and at the same time being careful to keep his job. 99.3. Hello. Hello. Thank you for calling. Good afternoon. What's your name? Yeah, my name is Tarek. Calling from uh, Jago. Good to have you on the show. That that man, that man is a very, a very simple person to the country. He's a very he's brought a very great thing to the country. He, he forgetting the fact that he's speaking on national radio. If you know all, he's hearing his interview. He's he's thinking that he's speaking uh, to the Nigerian. He is a very disgrace to the country. If we if we forget if we if we forget to tell him ourselves the truth, we continue to save. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you very much for calling. Hello. Hello, Sandra. Thank you for calling. What's your name? Yeah, I'm doing, I'm calling from Kenya. Ah, welcome back. Go ahead. Yeah, Sandra. Actually, I listened to the the particular man that was answering. Uh, uh, the, the comment, but it's unfortunate that we we lost all as a nation. We lost it all. This is this 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 interpretation shows that we have lost it all as a nation. If 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 a, if a man cannot stand on his own and speak the truth, because the president, I noticed the time the president was saying uh, about the hate speech, uh, any, anybody found in hate speech on social media or misinformation should be tracked. So unfortunately. I never knew he himself would be involved in this case. You made a comment on Twitter, and, and they take it upon uh, against you, and you go ahead and ban the Twitter ban, and you, you know that you, what you did is wrong, and you cannot accept it, and you still bring somebody, and the person cannot even stand for you. But it's unfortunate, Sandra, it's unfortunate in this country that, that we, we continue like this. This country is not going to be what we expected it to be here. Thank you. Thank you very much for calling. If you just tuned in, you're listening to Hard Facts on 99.3 Nigeria Info. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili. And our first story uh, on today's Big Three, because we start the day with three of the biggest stories of the day, right? And our first story uh, took us to the president's special assistant on digital and new media's interview uh, on on CNN. And he said that um, government's negotiations with Twitter are going well and that they are amicable. Um, he said that the negotiations are going well, they are friendly, there could be a solution soon. He also said that Twitter deleting uh, President Buhari's tweet wasn't the real reason for the ban. He also doesn't agree that um, the tweet violated Twitter's terms. And when he was asked about um, the Twitter ban itself, whether he supported it or not, here's what he said. Well, so, I, I you know, I, it's, I, it's, um, I'm not... You know, the Ni government of Nigeria has made a decision. You know, um, like men, like all governments so are expected not a yes, to. Sir. That's and not a for yes, me, sir. it's Do not. Do you support the Twitter ban? And for me, no. So it's not. Um, I, I'm not sure that's the question that you should be asking me. I think it's a win-win actually for both, uh, for both, for Twitter and the government of Nigeria. That's certainly the view I get right. out of the uh, uh, from the negotiations. That's so, a win-win for the for both parties. 
Um, and uh, yeah, I'm happy, happy about that. What do you think about his answers, Lagos? Women call us on 01465-7190. Men call us on 0700-993-993-993. Hello. Hello. Thank you Sandra. for calling. What's your name, ma'am? Good afternoon. Good afternoon. My name is Helen. I'm calling from Elasa. Welcome, Helen. You can see the guy was just struggling and counting his way. Can you turn your radio off? Then let's go ahead. In this country, hmm. we need to like, when we see black, we say it's white. And when we see white, we say it's black. That is what is happening. The guy wouldn't even stand to defend the president very well. He was just being careful of his weight. Hmm. All right, Helen. Thank you very much for calling. 99.3. Hello. Hello, Sandra. Hi. What's your name? Happiness. Calling for me, Kurodu. Welcome, Happiness. Good afternoon, ma'am. Thank you so much. Hmm. Sandra, hmm? these people, they are, they are not good news at all. They are not good news. They are causing us headache. They are not good news. Okay. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for calling happiness. Okay, that's my cue to take a break. Uh, after the break, though, I'll tell you about the Attorney General saying that the federal government is prepared to declare a state of emergency in Anambra if that's what it takes to make sure elections hold. Does Anambra need that? Does Anambra need a state of emergency for the Guber elections? It's currently 26 minutes past three. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili. We're streaming live on Facebook, Nigeria Info 99.3, YouTube, Nigeria Info FM. There's WhatsApp, 080-959-75805. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. We are back. We're back on 99.3 Nigeria Info. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili. Our second story, the Attorney General says the federal government is prepared to declare a state of emergency in Anambra if that's what it takes to make sure elections hold. We heard this from Abubakar Malami himself yesterday after the Federal Executive Council meeting. Now, you already know that Anambra's Guber elections are around the corner, November 6th. And you also know that recently, Anambra has been a, uh, a, a hotbed of violence. It's seen a lot of violence. On Monday, we talked about the attacks in Inewi, including Joy Bokwe's house being burned down. Now you have Malami talking about the state of things. He seems to suggest that the federal government is concerned that the violence may disrupt the election and they're ready to do whatever it takes to prevent that. Malami said, quote, when our national security is attacked and the sanctity of our constitutionality guaranteed democracy, uh, constitutionally de guaranteed democracy. Oh, that's a mouthful. OK, let me take that again. When our national security is attacked and the sanctity of our constitutionally guaranteed democracy is threatened, no possibility is ruled out. As a government, we have a responsibility to ensure the sustenance of our democratic order. As a government, we have a responsibility to provide security to life and properties. So within the context of these constitutional obligations of the government, 
or the desire to establish uh, democratic norms and order, there is no possibility that is outruled. So what I'm saying in essence, no possibility is outruled by government in terms of ensuring the sanctity of our democratic order, in terms of ensuring that our elections in Anambra hold. And you cannot rule out the possibility of declaration of state of emergency where it is established in essence that there is a failure on the part of the state government to ensure the sanctity of security of lives properties and democratic order end quote those are the words of um abubakar malami they're not my words they're his words so the big question is will a state of emergency be necessary those who say yes point to the attacks on police stations and even allegedly an sss office but those who say um no point to other uh, states with full-blown insurgencies like in the northeast those states had elections in 2019 at a time when things were reportedly hotter than they currently are in Anambra. And yet there was no state of emergency. So opponents say that it would be overkill in Anambra. That's the official position of ABGA, at least, for example. The National Party chairman, Victor Koye, he said, quote, the, uh, Have they declared a state of emergency in Burunu where in one fell swoop 300 people can be killed? What Anambra requires is a sincere approach to the restoration of normalcy. The federal government has the capacity to end it, end quote. The PDP goes one step further and accuses the APC of wanting to use a state of emergency to rig the election. Here's their statement. It reads, quote, The PDP holds that the reported move to foist an emergency rule in Anambra State is a ploy by the APC-led government to suppress the people, manipulate the process, and rig the governorship election for the APC and its candidate, end quote. Hi, Siam. What do you think? That's the most important thing to me. What do you think? Does this situation in Anambra call for a state of emergency during the elections? 0700-993-993-993-01465-7190. You can also reach out via WhatsApp. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. If you are in the abroad and you want to join the show, do so by giving us a call via skype skype is nigeria info fm just search nigeria info fm on skype and then um join the conversation 99.3 hello sorry about that hello hello Sandra. thank you for calling what's your name yeah i'm benjamin benjamin how do you do that how do you call back back to back well sandra i describe these as political impromptu hmm. that is a situation where a government they do not know what to do, and they are confused. Okay. And this is where we are heading to, and this is why we are still landing where we are landing. Okay. The government don't even care if there was a riot, a misunderstanding. And this is the reason why Gwari went to Imo State last time when they invited him, and the Igbos were there, the elders, the governors, the senators were there, they told him their mind. You don't care about these people. And and now again, you are declaring state of emergency. Why we are having a silent state of emergency full of riot in the state? Sandra, hmm. you are not going anywhere in this country. If this continues, 
And and if they keep silent, it's going to worse in 2023 in southeast region. Thank you. Have a nice day. All right. Thank you very much for calling. 99.3, hello. Hello, Sandra. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good to have you on the show. It's just quite unfortunate that the Attorney General of the Federation is the politician. Okay. It's just quite too sad. Why declaring state of emergency in Anambra State? What happened in Kaduna two weeks ago? How many people were buried in southern Kaduna? The truth of the matter is, if they want to declare state of emergency, then, then why are they saying that the election we hold? Is it by fire by force? What happened during the time uh, they shifted the election? I think during Jonathan and Buari, is it 2015 or so? Mm-hmm. They shifted it from February to March. They know that there is insecurity in Anambra State. Why would they say election must hold? As long as I am concerned, the Igbos are being marginalized and they want them dead. So the truth of the matter is Buhari should carry on. Then as regards that person they interviewed, it's just quite unfortunate for this country. It's just like putting an iodine in an old wound. It's just too sad. I am Grace. Grace, thank you so much for calling. 99.3. Sorry about that. Call back if you can. Hello. Okay. Hello. Thank you for calling us. Hello. Hello. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. What's your name, sir? Tex. Your name is? Tex Oko. Tex, welcome. Go ahead. Uh, what Wari is doing? God in heaven is saying bad. If they read this election, what happened in Igbo? 99.3. Hello. 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 Hi, Sandra. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. What's your name, sir? Ikechuku is my name. Ikechuku, welcome. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Welcome. Go ahead. Okay. So, first of all, uh, the situation in Anambra State, and by extension, the southeastern region, is very sad. That's my region. So, uh, I'm not happy what is happening. Mm. However, if this state of emergency will bring back peace, to that region, mm-hmm. and I'm in full support of it. Um, people who are citing the situations in the northeast or northwestern states, uh, I'm sorry, I might sound a bit tribalistic, but the north can burn for all I care. Okay, you, you can't know? say that though. I mean, you can't say the north, north can burn uh, for all you care. Uh, some people may interpret that as an inciting statement, so apologies for that uh, on behalf of that caller. 99.3, hello. Hello, Sandra. Thank you for calling. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. What's your name, ma'am? You see what? My name is Mrs. Bucci. Okay. Go ahead. You see what happened between that uh, that man that is there in Pacific Confining Tito Band? Mm. Do you remember what? And they called that accountant. During the day gates. Yes. The... Hello? 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 Uh, it's the same thing that happened with that interview of any Twitter band. He just beating around the bush. You don't know what to say. Nigeria should remember concerning the one of Anambra. Nigeria should be very, very careful. They shouldn't, because what, what, the, what they are trying to do is for uh, APC to take over um, uh, Anambra. That exactly they did in Nemo State. Nigeria should be very, very careful. People are hungry. People, people are dying hungry. A bottle of Pamoya is 900 naira. Since I was born, half a year into my life, 
a bottle of Pamoya in Nigeria, 900 naira. Local granite oil, a bottle of granite oil is 900 naira. Women cannot longer feed their children. Our brand is busy causing commotion everywhere in Nigeria. Well, he's not the president himself causing commotion, uh, commotion everywhere in the country. But thanks for calling. 99.3. Yeah, good afternoon. Good afternoon. What's your name, ma'am? Uh, this What's your name? Yes. What's your name? Yeah, this is Aladipo. Aladipo, you're calling the female line. Don't do that or we're going to ban you from calling the station. Call your own line. Huh? And you're calling to complain about government, but you can't even obey simple instructions. 99.3, hello. Hello? Thank you for calling. What's your name? Hello? Hello, can you hear me? I'm hearing you. What's your name, sir? Duke Peter, please. Welcome, go ahead. The issue of Anabra hmm. is a delicate issue. Okay. What brought the crisis in the Eastern region is imposing a, what do you call the governor of Imo uh, State as a governor of every place. And now you want to impose a set of emergency there. It's like the fire burning, you are holding a keg, you are holding a keg of petrol in your hand, you want to throw it on it. The federal government should be very careful. They should be very careful. They should use wisdom to do this thing. Otherwise, the fire is burning with more than what is burning now. Thank you. God bless you. All right. Thanks for calling. We've got Duncan in Ijegun who says tw that Twitter incurred the wrath of the federal government uh, for deleting Buhari's tweet is immaterial. We are a sovereign nation and our government is at right to retain or break ties with entities they deem fit in the interest of the country. And as for Tolo Gunlesi, his pander to diplomacy and the unnecessary struggle to stay populist did not help me in the long run. He should have just gone ahead to own the consequence of the action of the government. After all, he's already a part of this government, isn't he? And those who already disparaged the government will, wouldn't have been impressed with him if he had been pro-populist, would they? For buzz over the possibility of a state of emergency, the people of the southeast should learn to hold on to their horses because there would be none, though the government has flown a kite. All right, Duncan. Thank you for your message. Duncan seems to work with the government there. We've got uh, Andy Roberts from Ojo Alaba International Market who says, I don't blame Malami. He's right on whatever he says and wants to do at the south in the southern states because the political leaders and elders of the southern states... Hmm. Okay, I can't read the rest of that comment. But um, uh, he says, I don't understand what is wrong with the Nigerians who are, look at how this guy messed himself up to the whole world. Even Femi Adeshino, who was a very well-respected journalist before joining this government, has sold his integrity. Is this as a result of hunger or lack of exposure? Andy Roberts there. Uh, Sandra, my name is Good Luck from Ikoyi. AGF Malami is trying to show power he doesn't possess. How do you conduct election in an emergency state? It's impossible. Well, I mean, he is the Attorney General of the Federation, so he is abreast of um, the laws of the land, or he should be. The state of emergency is actually meant for APC to take over Anambra State. Emmanuel Eshiet with that comment there. Um, he says he thinks the election results have already been declared before the election because of the state of emergency. He also says it's, it's expensive to speak the truth by our government officials. So Tolu couldn't afford the cost uh, in order for him to say the truth. Uche from Songo says, all the things Tolu said is a lie. All right. Uh, Sandra, is Malami the president of Nigeria? Uh, Ade Okunala with that question. He's in Awa Ijebu. We've got um, 
Emeka from Egbeda who says, don't mind Tolu, he's just speaking from both sides of his mouth. Let them channel the energy to the north where there's so much insecurity, please. All right. Sandra, the federal government is just being sentimental with the Anambra election because states like Kaduna and Nasara have had more killings and kidnappings than what is going on in Anambra and federal government did not force it of emergency. This government um, isn't doing well. As for the government official that was meant to defend the government, the fact is even the even the things they do, can't, they still cannot defend themselves internationally. The fact is this, this government needs to be in a state of emergency, not an umbra. All right, Miolinski, we'll take one more call, one final call, and then I'll bring you our final story. Hello. Hello. Thank you for calling. What's Hello. your name? Stop calling our female line, 99.3. Hello, Sandra. Thank you for calling. What's your name? Yeah. Good afternoon. My name is Fidelis. Welcome, Fidelis. Uh, Sandra, mm-hmm. I, I am really disappointed in Tulu. I just wonder how his children are going to feel watching watching him in that interview. The way he was just struggling to talk. Sandra, if these are the set of people that is surrounding uh, uh, Mr. President, how do uh, will this country grow? The country can never move because they are full of deceit. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Let's, let's move on to our final story then. The Senate president says senators shouldn't talk too much to the press. We're still getting more aftershocks from the petroleum industry bill getting passed. You remember that 3% to host communities? Eginaya uh-huh. Abaribes, uh, the Senate minority leader, went on TV on Tuesday to say that it was APC members who voted the 3%. He claims that before the vote, the entire Senate had agreed privately to 5% royalties. But Abaribe says when it was time to vote, the APC senators sang from a new hymn book and made it 3%. Yesterday, some APC senators complained about this on the floor of the House. And, Senator, uh, and uh, Senate President Ahmed Lawan agreed with them and said, quote, I will encourage us to talk less to the press on ways that will give the press a wrong impression. We should concentrate more on talking to our colleagues in the Senate, end quote. So the president, the Senate president, is telling the other senators, including your senators, the ones representing you here in Lagos, to stop talking to the press or at least to talk to them less. Now, I should point out that the press speaks to the Senate on your behalf. So some have said that telling the senators to speak less to the press is an indirect way of telling them to speak less to you. Do you agree with that? How do you feel about that? Does the Senate in particular and the National Assembly in general attempt to hide their processes and decisions from the rest of Nigeria. Lawan also said something else that I found very interesting. He said, quote, there is no point giving wrong information because we never vote along party lines, end quote. So Senate President Lawan is saying that you never have a situation where all or most APC members are on one side, and then all or most PDP senators are on the other. Everyone just votes what they feel is best. But of course, this is hard facts. And so I have to do some fact-checking. We have, on multiple accounts, seen the Senate vote along party lines. 
And of course, this is normal in a multi-party democracy. It happens almost all over the world. Usually, everybody in one party votes one way, except for a few exceptions. That's the very reason why it's a big deal for one party to be the majority. Because they know that more often than not, they will vote together and have their way. So it's a bit interesting to hear the Senate president say it never happens in the Red Chamber. Do you believe this to be true? Or do you believe that the parties have strong control over how their members vote? And of course, there's my other question of talking to the press. Is Ahmed Lawan right to caution his fellow senators? Or are you of the opinion that... Um, He's making this call in order to avoid scrutiny from the fourth estate and the public. Women call me on 01465-7190. Men call me on 0700-993-993-993. And yes, you can talk about our first two stories as well on the big three on Hard Facts. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili, 99.3. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Our own first day. Thank you for calling. What's your name? It's your independent day. I never talk to you. <laughs> well, you're talking uh, to me now. Okay. Award-winning lady. How are you today? I'm very well, sir. What's your name? My name is Prince Wyatt. Calling from Amor Dolphin. Good to have you on the show. The second topic about the, the Anambra issues. I think the emergency does not uh, arise now. But what I will say, the Tatuna rulers, the governor of Eastern State, the region leader, you have to come around the table. What are they in fact we say our boys? Especially, he spoke more for our to to call on them, to appeal to them. My son, we need peace in this uh, part of the country. Please serve your this and that is it. You have to appeal to them. That's the work of the leader, leader the government, the, the, the community leader, traditional ruler. That's what they want them to do right now. If South is not at peace, can we be at peace in Southwest? Majority of we Yoruba and Igbo can't go to the north to do business now, willingly. Everybody wants to Lagos. Lagos is jam park. If peace north is not raised in Southeast, if the north, Southwest not safe at Oh, I, I think you're dialing the phone with your cheek and it's interfering with your voice and um, also it's making for poor quality conversation. So perhaps call us back. 99.3, hello. Hello, Sandra. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. What's your name, ma'am? My name is Zainab. Zainab, welcome. To welcome. Yeah. Thank you. Mm. I think on the on the letters talking back, uh, talking to, to the press, it's quite unfortunate that um, um, our senators, they forget that they are our representatives. Once they enter that office, they forget that they are not there to pursue their own interests. For the people's interests, it's quite disheartening and, and frustrating. So even if the idea is not popular in the Senate, and your people say, this is what we want, you should pursue it. I don't, I don't, I'm not talking to the press. Why? 
I mean, Sandra, may God help us. Mm. I, I, and I think the, the solution to this is they should review that uh, recall recall process. It's a, it's a very annoying process. Such that we can recall them anytime they do nonsense. They go there to represent themselves. Are, that's not supposed to be. Thank you, Sandra. They should be talking. Talk to the press. Talk to the people. Okay. Thank you. You have a wonderful evening. You too, Zainab. Thank you so much for calling. 99.3. Hello, Sandra. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? Great. Alex here. Alex, welcome. Yeah, you see, if Nigerians were ever in doubt, I think the statement of the um, Senate president clearly explains it. That what we have is a fake democracy. Right? Okay. Just yesterday, I reminded us that a certain Wasi, I don't know his first name, that's the deputy speaker, I think, of the House of Assembly. That's the National um, House of Assembly, right? Was asking that those in diaspora, do they know what is happening here? Do you remember when he asked that question? Mm, yeah. Do they know what? It is the, it is the dream, it's the fantasy of the Nigerian politician. You know, I said something a few days ago that we seem to run a a, a law enforcement system that is made just for Nigeria, right? Mm-hmm. It's the fantasy of our elites that whatever they do is locked into the system and it doesn't escape. But how can that be? The world is open. But to say that it's a global village is even not is even not emphasizing it enough. Everybody's seeing what you're doing. That tells you that if they had their way, they will lock the entire political space. That is the entire the entire country in a small box and be doing what they are doing because they know that everything they are doing is meant just for this space. It cannot apply any other place in the world. That's the quality of our democracy. And that is primitive. It is an extremely primitive version of democracy that we are practicing here and we are selling to the people as if, you know, after all, you you people get to vote. Mm -hmm. Democracy is not all about voting. And I'm telling Nigerians to listen. Voting is just what is the is a minuscule part of democracy. Elections. Let's not get carried away by these people. That's why I don't believe in this stuff about 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 zoning and stuff. I have chosen my presidential candidate, and that's it. <laughs> Alex. Ninety nine point three Nigeria Info, your number one station for talk. Let's talk. All right. I've- one minute to give one person 10 grand. One person. If I can give away one 10K today, it means that I will have 40K to give away tomorrow. If I can't give away one 10K today, it means that um, I will have 50,000 naira to give away tomorrow. Jesus. All right. So you just need to answer three questions only. Just three questions. I'll ask you five. You need to answer three out of those five. If you're ready, call us on 0700-993-993-993. You can also call 01465-7190. It's our birthday, and we're doing giveaway because it's our birthday. Hello. Hi, Sandra. Good afternoon. You want to play? Yeah, I want to play. Okay, five questions. You have to answer three. You ready? I'm ready. If you are a diaspora Nigerian doing well, which government official will hail you online? Uh, the APC government. 
Hmm. Which then Kano governor reportedly said, you pressmen, you always say there are no minerals in Kano. We have Coca-Cola, Fanta, Mirinda, and the newly invented Sprite. Chief, I forgot to the guy's name. Which military era activist always had a prison bag packed for arrest? Ah, Sandra, skip please. In 2000, which Senate president ran away with the maze to avoid impeachment? Uh, I know all these things, but they just keep running away when they In 2018, which senator snatched the mace from the Red Chamber? Ah, skipo. All right, that's five questions and zero apple for you. We're going to do it again tomorrow. I'm going to give away 50 grand. I'm excited. What a way to wrap up the week, huh? Okay, all right, let's do it. Coming up is the news, the business news. After that, League of Extraordinary Nigerians. I'm Sandra Ezekosli on social media. See you tomorrow. Well, we'll be having a conversation with Pfizer. It's a special coming from us.